Welcome to Unity of Fairfax, a positive path for spiritual living and spiritual center for education, practice, and service in Northern Virginia. We hope you find inspiration in this week's message. Well, this is week number six of our seven-week annual autumn series entitled Unity Awakening, a time when we look at the works of a unity minister or author to see how they might allow us to deepen our understanding of what we teach in unity uh, and in, in unity and in new thought. This year, though, we have a really exciting program we've been following based on the book Unity and World Religions by Reverend Paul John Roach, who was with us last weekend as our guest speaker, I might say. So that was a beautiful talk. If you did not get a chance to see it, please go to the video archive on the website. Powerful, powerful presentation. We also have two small groups that go along with the series, one on Sunday mornings and one on Thursday evenings. And one of the things that Reverend Roach shared last week in talking about the connections between unity and Buddhism actually wasn't a Buddhist text at all. It was a prayer, a centering prayer from Father Thomas Keating. And I wanted to share it with you today because I do think it serves as a wonderful segue into today's material as we look at the connections between unity and the ancient Chinese philosophy of Taoism. The prayer is this, welcome, welcome, welcome. I welcome everything that comes to me today because I know it is for my healing. I welcome all thoughts, feelings, emotions, persons, situations, and conditions. I let go of my desire for power and control. I let go of my desire for affection, esteem, approval, and pleasure. I let go of my desire for survival and security. I let go of my desire to change any situation, condition, person, or myself. I open to the love and presence of God and God's action within. Amen. And he followed this by a, a short line of, of saying, the only way to happiness, and Jesus and Buddha both taught this, is simply get over yourself. <laughs> Which really what that, is what that centering prayer is about. It's about relaxing, releasing, letting go, and being fully present to this moment and discerning what is alive in this moment. What is really going on? What am I grasping what am I dreading? How am I creating hell and suffering for myself through my craving and my aversion? Typical Buddhist teachings. And that the understanding is from the prayer that if I just relax and let go, I can trust. I can lean into the mystery of life. And that brings us to today's teaching on unity and Taoism. Let me ask you a couple questions. Well, a question that has a series of parts. Have you ever heard the saying, easy does it? Or maybe, go with the flow. Or maybe, let go and... Let go. Yeah, or what about that song that we sing here at Unity often? We let it be. We let it be. Um, 
we let the love wash over us. We let it be. Or what about that famous song by Paul McCartney entitled, Let It Be? When I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me speaking words of wisdom. Yeah. That's all about relaxing, letting, allowing, rather than forcing and making. And in fact, those are all ways of living a Taoist approach to life. And maybe without intellectually knowing what Taoism is or having studied it in its history, we have all on some level learned something about it, about the wisdom of flow, of letting go, and just letting be. One of my favorite lines out of the central Taoist text, the Tao Te Ching, goes something like this. And I say something like this because the Chinese in which it is written it was ancient and without punctuation. Ugh, it's like the modern day Bible was translated from a text that had absolutely no patience, no punctuation mark. Oh, I got to tell you my punctuation story before I get to that. So yesterday, Marilyn and Michelle, special friends of mine from Wilmington, North Carolina, who are visiting, we were out driving around and checking in the sites, and there was a car in front of us that had a license plate. I kid you not, it had two words on it. Eat baby. I was horrified. It's like, Shouldn't there be a comma? Like, eat, baby, you're, you're too thin. You know, it's like, you know, the typical Jewish mother line. You're too thin. It's like my mother used to tell me. It just said, eat, baby. So punctuation saves lives. That's just what I, <laughs> that's just my bottom line thesis. Punctuation saves lives. Pay attention and thank your teachers of language and language arts. They are doing you a life-saving service. But there's a wonderful Buddhist uh, Taoist saying from Tao Te Ching from this 15th section. It says something like this, because of the translation, however you read it. Who can make muddy water clear? Nobody. But simply let it be, and it will clear itself. Very Taoist. Now, I can't talk about Taoism as a faith leader without providing some of my own story, because for me, it's the thing that allowed me to fully engage very formally a life of pursuing spirituality, pursuing the understanding of the sacred texts in religion. When I was growing up, got to give you a little history, uh, we grew up in a very secular household. Uh, part of my family is of Jewish origins, part of them Christian. We didn't do either. We, we grew up in a very secular home. Although there, it's not to say there wasn't spirituality or a sense of the sacred. We were taught and instilled from young people the importance of caring for the earth, caring for animals. I witnessed in my mother's gardening in particular the powerful effect it had on her and on our family to not only raise some of our own food, and I say we, and it was actually mom, but the connection with the earth and the seasons and the cycles was profound. I was raised to, to, to tell the truth, to be kind, be loving, be patient, be moderate, be responsible, a real sense of sacred. But what I understood about religion was a bit problematic. I remember once my grandmother returned to the synagogue, going with her a few times and feeling like an alien. It's like, I, these are my people, I guess. We have a connection. 
I don't have the foggiest idea of what's going on. I do remember the rabbi railing about how people were voting that year. And then I remember um, Christianity as it was, uh, as it was exposed to me, and, 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 and that wasn't very rewarding. I remember watching Anita Bryant wage war on the homosexuals and all that, and this group trying to exclude that group. And, and then we would often, as a family, watch Faith Healers for entertainment value. <laughs> I suppose that really doesn't give one an, a really wonderful sense of religion. But part of what I recognized, and I didn't recognize this until much later, was so much of what I saw as religion was forcing and making. And our way is the right way. And the people who would knock on the door to tell us their way was the right way. And, and the people in this church, their way was the right way. And all the other ones are going to hell. And, and it's just like, really? I understand secularism. <laughs> this is making a lot of sense. Unfortunately, what I didn't see so much growing up was the constructive, positive, life-affirming section and aspect of religion. I saw a lot of making and forcing and doing in its negative aspect. So sure enough, off I went to college where I enrolled in a, in a class my sophomore year, which was a two-parter. One was a religion and philosophy course. The other was an English course. And they were all designed to be part of an overall curriculum of Chinese art, religion, and philosophy taught by former Mormon missionaries <laughs> who were both consummate educators. And it was in that course or those courses I learned about Taoism. I learned about this beautiful tradition that didn't really have a creation story, as we talked about in the morning class this morning with our guests from George Mason University, but really that the Tao had always been there. The mystery of life had always been there. There's no point in trying to figure out a creation story. And that by connecting and observing nature then we can come to realize the sacred processes and energies of life. The flow, as it were. The way, which is one of the ways in which the word Tao is translated. And it was beautiful. Because in that class and in that, those two classes rather, I learned about a mindset that balanced the forcing and making that I had witnessed in Western culture. Make it happen. You do it, you know. With this beautiful aspect of allowance and letting be. If you're familiar with the terms yin and yang or yin and yang, I'm probably not going to pronounce it right in a million years. One is about making and doing. The other is allowing. And that when those two forces get out of balance, we have problems. In one of our Thursday night courses with our Unity and World Religion series, we had the chair of Islamic studies of George Mason University, and he shared with us a verse out of Quran that speaks to this point, where it says something along the lines of forced religion is forced hypocrisy. Yeah. But if you let something be, it becomes beautiful. It thrives. It grows. 
It is a way of compassion that accepts and allows rather than trying to conform and box in. So let's talk a little bit about where this, this, this Taoism comes from. It really is a philosophical school of thought or maybe a religion that doesn't necessarily have a God. There is no God, but it's very ethical and it's very spiritual. It is attributed to the writings of a man named Lao Tzu, which simply means old master. Nobody exactly knows where it comes from. And it is composed a very short book, about 81 sections. You can download any number of versions for free, written around 400 of the, uh, before the Common Era. So what it says, essentially, is that Tao is the source of everything and an ultimate principle underlying reality. And in unity, what do we talk about? Principles. Learning how spiritual principles work by observing life and observing the world. It's very Taoist and very unity at the same time. Taoism teaches a variety of different ways to achieve perfection through self-cultivation. What do we talk about? Working on ourselves. Taoism teaches ways of becoming one with the rhythms of life called the way. And there are a variety of different ethics within Taoism. And one of those uh, key ideas is Wu Wei, or Wu Wei, which is simply a term that kind of means motionless activity or creative letting be, as in we let it be, let go and let God go with the flow. One of the things Paul John Roach says about Taoism in his book is that unlike other religious texts, it is refreshingly free of dogma or theology. It offers no more moral system, yet is a deeply moral text calling, calling to the nobility deep within the heart. So when I got to my class on Chinese art, religion, and philosophy as a college sophomore who had bad experiences with religion, I suddenly found my place. I suddenly found a way and a verbiage to describe something I always knew, but I didn't know how to describe. Because in our Western culture, make and do and make and do didn't have a place, a formal place, for we let it be. Let go. Simply observe. And in some ways, it, to me, it is very scientific. Because what does science do? It observes. It studies principles and things. And if a theory is proved wrong, we will get a new theory based on better information, better observations. It's like, how very Taoist. I would never have thought about that. And yet there have been books written, such as the Tao of Physics or the Tao of Pooh, P-O-O-H. There's an H. It's very important. <laughs> so in this book, there are a variety of, of uh, short declarative statements. And there are also intentional contradictions. And that's what kind of makes it notoriously difficult to translate. Because it is rich in allusion with differing shades of meanings for the same phrase and even the same word. Now, many of you may already be familiar with the opening lines of the Tao Te Ching, and I'll share them with you, the first section. The Tao that can be described is not the eternal Tao. The name that can be spoken is not the eternal name. The nameless is the boundary of heaven and earth. The named is the mother of creation. 
freed from desire, you can see the hidden mystery. By having desire, you only see what is visibly real. Yet mystery and reality emerge from the same source. This source is called darkness. Darkness born from darkness. The beginning of all understanding. Now, this is very poetic and in some response, some ways very contradictory. And to the typical Western mind, it's very tempting to say, yeah, whatever. What are they talking about? But that was the thing I loved about it when I encountered it. I was invited as a young person, just sit with this. Meditate on it. And what do we teach in unity? Meditation. Contemplate on it. Listen for the movement within you that is discerning for you. What does this mean and how might it be valuable? So when we talk about the Tao that can be described, we're not really talking about all of it. We're simply identifying a section or bit or piece of it. We're not talking about the totality of it. It's kind of like how we talk about God in unity. We'll say God is love, God is peace, God is joy. We'll go through an infinite list of divine ideas, and yet we know... We have not described it. We have just shared experiences of it, this wonderful mystery. And that's really what is talked about here is the fact the mystery and that mystery and reality can emerge from the same source. We in our typical Western mindsets like to know how things work. We want things in black and white on paper. We don't want ambiguity. We don't want mystery. We just want to know how it works so we can use whatever we know to get from here to there. But what Taoism says is slow down. Allow the mystery to unfold. Because in that mystery, you will learn more and more and more about yourself in the world and how the world works. And I love the image of darkness. You know, so many times our religious references are of light. I love the balance with the dark. I once read somewhere, and I've shared before, that the most valuable things in our lives come not from light, but from darkness. Gold, diamonds, babies, all emerge from places of darkness. And I realized that for me, one of the things that had emerged very early in my life is that when I think about the divine and what image I would hold, it's not so much a lighted candle, much as I love lighted candles, especially when my hands are a little bit chilly, but the night sky, the illimitability of space and the utter vastness, because ultimately that's where we come from. Somehow, some way, through a nay process that has always been there. This earth was created and ultimately we were created. Darkness born from darkness, the beginning of all understanding. The beginning of all understanding happens when we become willing to look at our assumptions and our beliefs about our world and ourselves and our lives and say, do I know that to be true? Might there be something else? Is this all there is, or is there more? We sometimes liken that to our own journey of self-discovery, kind of like peeling back the, the layers of an onion. 
which is a wonderful analogy that lets us know that there are multiple layers. The flip side of that, and there is a flip side, if you're peeling an onion, you'll probably start crying in parts. And that's all right, too. There is one other section of the Tao that I would like to share with you, a short one. Chapter 9, as it talks again about a way of understanding the Tao and understanding life on multiple levels using very short words, very short poetic words. And it says, fill your bowl to the brim and it will spill. Keep sharpening your knife and it will blunt. Chase after money and security and your heart will never unclench. Care about people's approval and you will soon be their prisoner. Do your work, then step back. That is the only path to security. There's a similar line in Bhagavad Gita that says, do what you do and then be done with it. It is beyond your control at that point. What he's talking about here is how we are attached to things and people and places. And that if we want more and more and more, then we will have more and more burdens to go with it. But step back. Do what is yours to do. Let go and let God and find your way to peace. So much of this teaching is so fundamentally in, related to what we do in unity because of our understanding of spiritual practice, because of our commitment to going within and listening for the discernment of spirit, to stepping back, as Charles Fillmore would talk about, Charles Fillmore, co-founder of the Unity Movement, by saying that ours is a scientific approach to spirituality, to Christianity. Much as a Taoist approach to life is very scientific because what have I observed? What has changed? How do I stay in the flow? And when you think about martial arts or some of the other, or, or the mind-body connection from the East, it's all about acknowledging energy flow in our lives. And so there are tie-ins to what we teach in unity. Tie-ins to understanding that when we are compassionate and moderate and kind, we open up the flow of channels for good all around. But when we clench, when we hoard, when we fear, we close down and we block the flow of good, which again is why we come back to our spiritual practice, to our prayer, and to our willingness to know that we are not masters of nature. We are a part of nature. And why we must learn from the cycles and the seasons of life so that like this beautiful autumn day, we too can shine and let all of our colors be a blessing to the world. I invite you to join us on Thursday night for our Thursday evening session when the chair, where the presenter will be the founder of the Taoism Foundation of the U.S. 
So that's Thursday night. Information is on the website. Peace be with you and namaste. Thank you for tuning into Unity of Fairfax podcast. You're welcome to join us live in Oakton, Virginia, every Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. Or view our live stream services from our website at unityoffairfax.org. We appreciate our donations to support this podcast to make our message of positive, practical spirituality more accessible to all. See you next time.